0: ...of adrenaline. Life was heart-pounding adventure. I flew on wings like eagles, or at least like squirrels. I'm exaggerating, but not much. There have been a few brief stretches of my existence when my heart was riotous with joy, and the wind sang in my ears, and I stretched myself wide to catch as much of it as I could and put off the landing as long as I dared. I twirled and somersaulted midair, and trusted in the next updraft to carry me over the next cliff. It didn't last. No season does. Which is good, because there have been other times, other seasons, when just getting out of bed was an act of holy defiance. Just facing the day was more intimidating than standing down a dozen Goliaths and realizing I'd left my slingshot on the bus seat. But my life to date has been easy compared with most. A lady I know in Canada who, for the past decade, has daily suffered crushing migraines and no pill or surgery or therapy has brought even a hint of relief, and every morning she wakes, if she slept at all, and endures it one more day. The man I met in Kenya, who works all his waking hours at a grueling and menial and demeaning job, that barely feeds and clothes him and his family, barely shelters them in their tin-roofed hovel at the bottom of a slum with open sewers and gang riots, and every morning he arises to go through the same thing all over again. The child I visited, who ails in the grip of a rare and incurable disease, that twists his body in painful contortions and robs him of sight and hearing and speech. The parents who love that child and are weary and sad with the weight of that love, and every day, spring, summer, winter, fall, brings more of the same. These, too, are seasons, though some inordinately long, and then there's everything in between, which most people, for most of their lives, experience long and uninterrupted seasons of bland ordinariness, work we don't particularly love or hate, health that is neither brilliant nor dismal, circumstances that have their challenges, disappointments, irritations, as well as their surprises, graces, serendipities, but little bitterness or ecstasy. What I want to know. Is Jesus the Man for All Seasons? Robert Bolt wrote a play, and a good one, called A Man for All Seasons. It was about Sir Thomas More, a principled man of court, who defied Henry VIII over his manipulation of the Pope to secure an annulment of his marriage to Catherine of Aragon in order to marry Anne Boleyn. This book has nothing to do with that play, except that I am shamelessly stealing the idea, if not the title. A Man for All Seasons. As fine a description as that might be for Sir Thomas More, it's better suited to Jesus of Nazareth. Here is the Man for All Seasons, overflowing with joy, intimate with sorrow, hospitable to sinners, nemesis of evil, tempted in all ways, innocent of all wrongdoing, at home in lonely places, the life of the party, one who turns water into wine, just because he can, who multiplies loaves and fishes, just because he cares, but who denies help to his cousin John as he languishes in prison, who indeed refuses to help himself when he staggers in a desert or groans from a cross. He goes up on mountains and down in valleys. He preaches to thousands, but takes time for any lone beggar, weeping whore, groveling invalid, writhing demoniac, pleading father. He leaves banquets to visit the sick ward. He is silent when talking would help his cause, and talkative when silence seems most prudent. He is rude with bullies and phonies and prigs, and, at the same time, tender with losers and seekers and penitents. He's with us when we soar on wings as eagles, and probably even when we wingsuit jump, and with us too, when we can't walk for fainting, and everywhere in between.